In other words, this aeroplane over the Atlantic on its way to New York. And it was full of men from the United Nations. <laughs> so halfway over the ocean, the engines run low on petrol. So they have to lighten the plane. So they heave out all the baggage, but it's still too heavy. So they chuck out all the seats, but it's still too heavy. Finally, this froggy steps up, shouts, Vive la France, and leaps out. Then an Englishman, yeah. he steps up, shouts, God save the Queen, and he leaps out. But the plane is still too heavy. So the Yank delegate from Texas, he steps up, shouts, Remember the Alamo, and chucks out the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, not growing old podcast. We might never take the world, at least we've had our day. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Growing up, not growing old, the feeling is still the same. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. My name is Mike Russo. With me tonight, Paulie Nugent. What's up, Paulie? Hi, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Hey, who's who's that? <laughs> Who do I got over there? That's my little buddy I brought with me. Hi, Mike. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? How- hey, Mike. You know something? You better off fucking with the phones. Fuck with me, fucking why? I'll shove a hot tamale in your mouth, you motherfucker. Oh, too much Halloween candy over there, I think. <laughs> What's going on, everybody out there? What's up? It's Uncle Paulie Nugent in the house. Uh, I don't know if Michael told you about this. Uh, even though you're Mike, can I call you Michael? Just call me anything you want, man. Just don't call me late for it's supper. Supper. And, <laughs> um, we had a problem last time. We had Jerry X on, uh, public, uh, going big with the with the Brooklyn Murder Club. For some mm. reason, my fucking internet was down. And, and which I have no idea why, because all the bills are paid here on the first and fifteenth of every fucking month. Mm. So, um, you know, I just want to say once again, I apologize uh, for last time, right before Halloween, when uh, you had Jerry, which was great. I, I listened to it. Oh, I have thanks. to actually, I have to actually um, throw it up on on my Instagram because I thought it was a great fucking. It was a great episode. It was really cool. And uh, and I know it's always a great episode every time you do one when I'm screaming at hmm. the fucking phone when I'm listening back. Yeah, he uh, he really um, he uh, he did a good job first time on the show. He really held it down. He threw his opinions out there, and, and he he did a great job. Uh, he really but, did. Yeah. What what I always say was I always say like this show is is not about me. It's never been about me. It's about you guys, the guests. That's what, yeah, that's what makes know, it pop. It's about everybody. It's all about it's all about all. It's a group effort, not for nothing. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you know, you're humble enough to take time out of your busy schedule to get fucking retards like myself and everybody else that's <laughs> ever been on the show. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's a it's a collective. Yeah. So a uh, couple people were like, "Yo, you got to get Paulie Nuji back on, man. You got to." Like, <laughs> and all I'm right. here. So you're back, and it, you know it sucked that it was the Halloween. It was around Halloween last time because, you know... Yeah, it you... was like a day or two before Halloween. Oh, no, it was, it was the weekend before Halloween. It was the Halloween weekend before the weekend. It, right, was, it was like a Thursday of that, I think it was. It was like a Thursday night and Halloween was on the next before Monday. So, right, and... but the whole, you know, the whole Halloween weekend, everybody gets busy with the parties and, and uh, you know, uh, the, the nostalgia. They get all psyched. Uh, the movies start yeah. going. You know, from Thursday to, to that actual Monday, because Halloween fell on a Monday this year, uh, everybody gets big from Thursday to Monday. How was it in your neighborhood this year? Well, I was going to say, how, well, first and foremost, how was uh, your Halloween over the weekend? Uh, the Halloween weekend, well, which just passed. I, I, I've been working nights, but so, I mean, like, not nights, overnights, but like PMs. So fucking, right. uh, you know, I've the- seen some crazy shit that was going on out there. Like, remember how we grew up with fucking a- shaving cream, eggs, yeah, posses of kids fighting each other. It was a it war starts, zone. It's it starts off with it's, it starts off with, with throwing eggs, and then it just becomes a full on brawl when the eggs are done. Yeah, stop beating the shit out of each other. It was you know, yo, it was dangerous. Each other in the head with Barbasol fucking shaving cream cans. Yo, leaving my house on a Halloween back in the day was the closest, the closest. You got to going down Crenshaw Boulevard <laughs> in fucking California. <laughs> it 
it was like going to war, man. Yo, it's a war zone out there, bro. But it was fun. I mean, listen. It was some, all, some, all, all, all the name of fun, of course. Some Sometimes people got hurt, but it was you knew that that was a possibility. And Absolutely. you knew it was a possibility that a couple people would be sitting on eggs for a year and come out with the rotten eggs. The rotten eggs. I used to throw hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I used to throw the, the, the nair-filled eggs. The nair, I remember that. I thought that was an urban legend because people always tell nah, me about the nair and I, I never... I know how to do it. What you do is you, you just you carve a little bit out. With a, what you do with a pin and then you just make the, the whole... Uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Enough for you to drain the membrane and the yolk. You could leave the yolk in there, but as long as you put enough nair in it through, through a substantial hole, it'll hold... That consistency of the egg, because I've it's never. Very, it's, it's, you got to you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I never, I never saw, I never experienced the Nair guy, but that was you. You were the guy. <laughs> I, the, I heard about I you on Long the, Island. The, the Nair eggs, yeah. All uh, the way from Brooklyn. Anybody else that ever got hit with the Nair egg? Listen, the hair grew back, especially if you were under twenty. <laughs> the hair grew back. You know, if it was already fucking done by then i have friends of mine by the way before we go on the hair loss the size sperling topic i had good friends of mine that lost their fucking hair when they were like 1923 and it fucking just killed them as men i mean i don't care about hair i used to fucking shave my hair all the time hmm. but I, you know if it never grew back i might be thinking different yeah especially the fucking you know uh, the italians right i right. fucking the, the whole yo, samson complex yeah i fucking Every, I, you know, I don't get to see my father that often. I got to see him just a couple of days ago, and the first thing I did was break his balls about his fucking hair being gone. Oh, he hated it too. He's like, "What the fuck? I don't see him this long, and now you gonna break my balls about my hair?" <laughs> the first thing I did was break his balls because he's fucking bald on top. <laughs> and he hated it too. He's like, "I fucking no wonder I don't see this kid in fucking twenty years." <laughs> now let me ask you about another fucking a thing. What about the the, the fire extinguishers filled with piss? <laughs> How about that one? <laughs> That wasn't me. <laughs> Who did that, that? That I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have a hand in that. Uh, that, that might be also up there with the urban legend. Okay. Uh, because I do know a little bit about fire extinguishers. I yeah. happen to have a few licenses right. in checking the fire extinguishers and things like that. Um, but uh, the, the compound that's in the fire extinguisher, after uh, six months or a year or so, it breaks down and <laughs> it seems like piss. It has a consistency of of piss. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where right. people be like, yo, because it doesn't, everybody thinks it's a foam. Like, foam only comes out for like electrical fires and things like that. Like, right. You know, like people don't understand, like, fire extinguishers, there's like different compounds in like three, I think, I believe. Uh, I, I got actually. I got to go <laughs> renew my licenses, uh, and I'm probably gonna fail with this one. But it's like three or four of them. There's like four. There's like three different compounds in them, except for the one. Yeah, yeah. Because one's water, one's a, um, a sulfide or some uh, sort of some uh, shit. I just took a class a on it too. Right. Yeah. So you understand what I mean. And then there's another one with just uh, foam for like electrical because you can't like electrical or no grease fires either or. It's like you can't yeah. you can't throw water on a grease fire because you'll fucking blow the whole house. So it's like a fucking bomb. Be like fucking. Uh, <laughs> be like Tony's mom. <laughs> it's going up the wall, Tony. Right, right. And he's over. There. Best thing you could do is smother it or hit it with water. In that situation, if you ever catch yourself, anybody listening, in, if you catch yourself in a grease fire, don't ever throw water on that. Uh, if you got something big enough, like a, a comforter or something, try to smother it or Hit it with a, you know, uh, what do you call it? One of those fucking foams. If you might have that laying around your well, like a foam finger, like from the ball, from the ballpark. <laughs> you could try that. That might go up like a tinder box too. You probably want to hurt yourself. I wouldn't recommend it. And listen, anybody's here. I'm not, you know, my. I think I think my uh, certificates have uh, have have. Um, have, uh, they're way past due. They're expired. I they're, yeah, I think they're expired. So don't listen to me. If anything misses right now, so, uh, <laughs> okay. So, so if anything, call the fire department. All right. And if it's really bad, check no doors. Always stay low. Uh, stop, drop, and roll. That's the best I could, uh, you know. And get the fuck out of there and call the fire department. Okay. So Nair guy, true. <laughs> fire extinguisher, <laughs> piss, false. Uh, well, I mean. I'm not the Mythbusters here or anything like that, um, but like I said, because uh, there was a few times we used to grab them off the off the wall, those big silver ones, mm. the you know two foot ones, 
and it was it wasn't foam or anything of like that. It was like a piss type. Uh, and of course, in, in, in the places that we we did this, I'm going back twenty some odd years, so it's past the statute of limitations. Sure. Uh, uh, I believe also too in, the, in in these establishments they weren't up to code. This is before I started reading tags on on fire extinguishers, but. Right. Uh, I gotta believe they weren't up to code, <laughs> so that's why they had that piss type consistency. And not to mention the fact that we were pissing all over the place anyway. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. Um, one of the things, like, you get the barbasol, but you you gotta get a a, a, a hairspray cap. You gotta get you gotta get the the pin. Yep. And then you burn the tip inside the barbasol without blowing yourself up, because those little things would be like a half a hand grenade, blow your hand off. Oh, no, I just I popped the top off and replaced it with a spray, uh, a hairspray cap or, or a nozzle. Oh, that's another good way, too, yeah. I used to just do it the old-fashioned way. I used, to, I used to take off the top, the plastic top, green, red, blue, I'd yeah. blow that right off the top. I throw the the, uh, the pin in there, the easiest way. You burn the top a little bit, get it nice and melted around, the, and then you, that thing came out, forget it, 15, 20 feet. Yeah, that was that was the that was the shit back then, the fucking the, the shaving cream, yeah, that shit. Oh, don't, okay, I worked that night. I worked that whole weekend, but um, uh, uh, I, I I was during the day I was around and I didn't see anybody out, and nobody. Yeah, it was pretty weird. I, I gotta be honest, with you, I was I, I was actually off that day, um, and the wife was off that day. We went to see our, our niece, and we took a trick or treating. We had to wait. We got to, we got to Staten Island. We were in Staten Island. Staten Italy. I call it Staten Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we got to Staten Island, and it was like you know they, well, we with the we were with the family first. We were sitting there eating, hanging out, relaxing, um, and then right around three thirty, four o'clock, we started hearing the bell ring. There were kids because on the block that we were at, I'm not going to say where, but uh, it was a, it's a nice block. It's a nice area. Families, actual family structures still happening, going on. Right. <laughs> like people actually taking their kids trick or treating. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they came in and we started. Then that's when we knew to take her out. And then we went down the block. We went around the corner. We came back around. But the whole time heading out there, we, you know, we were up since like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. It was like just another day in paradise. Nobody around. Really? Back when I remember, you know, when we were kids 25, 30 years ago, it was like an all-day excursion. There was like yeah. – we started – it was like it was like July 4th where we started blowing up the block like in May. Yeah. With the, you know what I mean? Like we started bombing with the with the, with the the eggs and the shaving cream like like how they're doing Christmas now in, in, in yeah, November. Like we started, we, started, we started bombing in like the end of the, – the middle of September. We started, and then we you know, had the whole month and a half to the end because obviously Halloween's on the thirty first, and then by the time Halloween, actually the actual day of Halloween, it was like I got three crates, I saved up, <laughs> I bought, I got, I got a, I got a case of Barbasol, I got three crates of eggs, he's got two cases, whatever his father's bringing us another case. Everybody with backpacks. <laughs> backpack, getting all ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, uh, you know, uh, putting in you know face makeup. You know, I was just I mean? gonna like, say fucking war paint. Go. Getting on some Call of Duty shit, but it was like real deal. Yeah, like, man, and we do it in real life around like, those, where life I, happening where we were running around, man. If you saw a van coming, you uh, got the fuck out of there, bro. Yeah, absolutely, it could have been because, nothing. Never mind that, because also too in the eighties the, the the panic, the van panic too, the green vans taking kids, the black vans rolling around taking kids. There's a yeah. there's a there's a white van with blue license plates that kidnapping kids. Well, because they had the, the fucking they had the vans where um you like the older kids would drive and we were on the streets and they would fucking pull up that fucking sliding door would open and fucking six guys would come out and you get bombarded you have to take cover everything. behind someone's car and a car gets wrecked sure everything but the kitchen sink everything <laughs> also never mind that what we used to do we used to uh, we used to get the buses all the buses were dead dead names. forget it blast the buses here we come get the bus we would smash the buses with eggs. So much fun. Shaving cream. Every with also too when I was on Thirteenth Avenue, it got like the 
the lines were blurred between actual murder and <laughs> someone getting, getting, getting smashed with there. You know what I mean? It was like, you didn't know who was coming out, who had a mask, who, you didn't right. know. Right. Put it this way, it's one thing to throw eggs at each other, but when you hit me with a crowbar, yeah, it's kind of like, what, what part of the game is that? Yeah, where, where, mean, like, what's you, going on here? Just the purge? Yeah, like, you cross the line from you know Halloween hijinks to like serial killer shit. Somebody yeah. always crosses the line. I remember this fucking guy hit a girl in the head with a bat. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yo, why did you do that? <laughs> where in the Halloween hijinks manual does it say kill somebody? Yeah, you know I mean, you, if you're yeah, not like, in a fucking movie, like, you know what, what I mean? What are you like, doing? Like, like why are you... <laughs> And then they started with the other shit I heard, I didn't see it on TV now that, uh, remember when they used to say that there was, there was, uh, razor blades in the apples? Yeah. Was, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, crazy shit in the chocolate. Yeah, they pins. started that shit again. It's, it hasn't died. I just seen it on, um, uh, Channel 7. I seen it and there was, like, some shit in Jersey. Like, motherfuckers were putting, like, straight pins like you know like yeah in, they, um, in, in the heat bars and shit like that there was like, a story like, about oh, that last year too that. last year there was a story about that as well home. forget it i would have ate the whole fucking thing and the pin i would have worried about it later when it was lodging my lower intestine here's the fucked up thing though when we were young it was like bullshit it, it was a story, but it wasn't real. Like, there was never any... It was any... Like half of an urban legend. It was yeah, like an there, there, like there. There was, like, one story, one incident. But now, it's like, it's like what's that, Um, you know, uh, 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 what's that saying? Uh, something imitates fiction or, or, or life imitates art life, or whatever? Uh, art imitating life. Well, this one is like a situation of life imitating art where it used to be bullshit, paranoia, but now people are... some re- sick bastard was like, let me try that. Let exactly. People are really doing it now. This is the second year in a row. I don't know if it's the news trying to scare us as usual with the fear-mongering. Oh, uh, well, that's, an, that's another thing, too. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. But and if it's a story, it's a story. Uh, if they if they interviewing people, being like, "Yo, my son bit into a fucking Heath bar and got a pin in his mouth," then right. you know, we should look into that. But here's the thing: that's like looking for a fucking pin in the Heath bar. Yeah, but where you, know you gonna find the where, where it's coming from? How but, are you gonna know what you know? What I mean, like these kids visit fucking you know houses, twenty, thirty houses a day. Here's the thing: back in the days, we used to fucking go blocks and blocks. That you know story's I, mean? I think that story's bullshit because nobody eats Heath. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I don't mean exactly. He, you know, I know. Fucking, I know. Uh, Twix. You know what I mean. I love Twix. You know, people love Twix. You know what I mean. Uh, somebody, somebody gives me a Heath bar. They get an egg in the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's like giving you the uh, like uh, three apples. pennies. Like when I was getting the apples back in the day, I would never eat the apple number one. Yeah, well, you know fucking I mean? like, ha- handful of pennies. I, I just became an adult. I started eating apples like recently. I started I eating them. apples two years ago. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Literally. If I was a kid with a fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> with a uh, uh, a pillowcase to fuck for all my loot, you'd think I'm going to eat the apple? I'd throw that along with the eggs at somebody. Or well, at a I'd fucking end up making a bowl out of it, smoking weed right, out of it. Right, whatever. I mean, all right, well, if that, that was later on down the line. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, and, of course, if I would have got that, you know, I would I would have chefed up that, too. All right, so the one unfortunate thing, the, re- the unfortunate thing that we did lose you last week... Um, Halloween week because of the horror movie stuff. I never really got into into it with you with horror movies. Uh, maybe we like scratched the surface it. here and there, but I, I listened to it. Uh, you know some of the questions that you asked Jerry and everything, and I was like, ah, I would have. All right, number one, ultimate all time craziest fucking scariest horror movie I've ever seen, and I don't even know if we can even call it a horror movie. I just put it up there with the occult. Is definitely The Exorcist. To this day, I've still never watched it fully through. Yeah, I hundred percent. That like agree. crossed the line to me. Like since I could, since I've been alive, I've seen this movie and and came in all kinds of contact and brushes with this. I either ran out of the room the minute she, the voice starts going, and even before that, when the like. When shit starts levitating and things start, you know, fucking, you know, cupboards start opening and shit like that. Mm. And just the eerie vibe that was in that movie to begin with. Yes. I just said, nah, nah, this is, I just forget it. Just the, just the fact, just, just watching the, the Greek priest alone yeah. in his own house, kind of like contemplating like, yo, am I getting myself into like some crazy shit here? I knew this was like, 
some real shit that is really happening. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's entertainment. No, it's like, no, no, no. If you know anything about anything. And then, yeah. and, and there's it, certain things that you just don't, you know what I mean? Unless you're going to be an on a straight out demon hunter, you don't want to know anything about these type of stuff. You know what I mean? This re- It's real. It happens. And it will, they will curse you and drag you down for the, till the day you die. And then when they took her to the doctor and gave her all those tests and shit, that bugged me out with the blood transfusion or whatever, right, right. Well, the, whatever that, was, that was. The they were trying to figure out, you know, I mean, like most, like the Catholic Church has to figure out, A, if you're legitimately crazy. They have to, they have to go to everything that has to be done with, with science, quote unquote. You know what I mean? They have to, yeah. they have to rule out any and all you know, because they're only covering their asses, which they know damn well it's fucking demonic. They're coming for you no matter what. They'll they'll make it look like some crazy shit. It's always somebody who's you know, oh he committed suicide. Okay, yeah, sure. Like a demon didn't do that. Like that's not what demons. That's what I, I always bug out with people. Like you know, like ah, they they're quick to 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 condemn Jesus, but yet they're quick to say you know, say no, oh, no, he's the best. This and that. And then when they're on drugs and their life is ruined and this and that, the, the last person they want to blame is him. I mean, like, this yeah. is what he does. You know what I mean? Like, you I don't, never hear, like, oh, my life was ruined because of Jesus. Like, I don't you know? think you could like, take one without the other. I think it's a package deal. Well, of course. I, well, if you know anything about anything, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's always an alpha, and there's always one, and there's always second fiddle. You know, some people can't handle being second fiddle, and that's what the, you know, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, would you... Uh, um, would you um, f- mind finishing your thought on Halloween three? Because that's where we lost you. Oh yes, of course. Going now, now, of course. Okay, all right. Let's so all right. Outright for whatever scared the shit out of me was we know the Exorcist. That's out. We we got rid of that. Halloween three. Now back to what I was saying with the consumerism and everything. Now, granted, when I watched Halloween three, I was a kid like everybody else. It was 1983, I believe, when it came out. Um, no, we were all. We were all Michael Myers crazy, you know what I mean? Like, and especially the way Halloween two left off, just like Halloween one left off. You think he's dead, and guess what? He's gone. So that opens up the fact that he's what coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when they threw, and I gotta remember also too, this is what I didn't know in 1983. It was it was becoming franchised. John Cop to kept his name on it. He made a boatload of money by selling the name to studio executives that saw one thing, dollars, cash, money. And they knew they could have put in a fucking dancing bear and it would have made money and it still would have sucked, quote unquote, to Mm -hmm. everybody that was like us as kids waiting to see Michael Myers again come back and Jamie Lee Curtis and Dr. Loomis, Loomis and everybody, right? The good old cast from the first two, right? But here's the thing that we all didn't know as kids. Number one, they didn't know the first one was ever going to be that big. Then it was, and then they were like, holy shit. The studio said, we got a fucking hit here. Let's do another one. That ar- arose all kinds of conflict for, for Halloween 2. It almost didn't even get made. Then... They all said, fuck this. I'm not doing it. You give me a boatload of money. I'll fucking sell you the, the name. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. And hence, now granted, I thought it sucked too. Are you there? Gotcha. I got you. I thought it sucked too when I first saw it. I didn't get it. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't until later on down the road when I watched it. I was like, yo, this shit is actually kind of dope. The whole fucking silver shamrock. The, the masks, just a creepy vibe. There was an overall creepy vibe to that movie, too, I thought. And I still think now. But I didn't find that out until I was older. Right. You know what I mean? And then I was like, yo, yeah, this is kind of fucking like, wow, all right, I see it. Mm. I see where they're going with this. Right. With the whole robots and everything like that and the fucking, you know, and, and the, uh, the New World Order Illuminati you know, consumerism thing that was, you know, I mean, for nineteen eighty three, that was fucking genius. Mm. You know, motherfuckers didn't understand what the Illuminati, Illuminati was until fucking Mob Deep started rapping about it. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so, uh, and that was pre-internet. 
before they could actually start Googling shit. Yeah. So uh, I thought they were genius and they were ahead of the curve. But then again, you remember Halloween 4 came back and they were right back to the original story. Yeah, it's because uh, uh, the, 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 I guess the backlash, I guess, from Halloween 3. Yeah, but you got to remember now, that's backlash going now for 30-something years, uh, 35, 34 years. All those Halloween movies stink, except for the first couple. I mean, oh, well, I got to say, I mean, if we really, if we really want to break it down, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, that's it. Just like Jaws. Jaws 1 and Jaws 2. And barely Jaws 2. I uh, just watched Jaws 2 for the first time a couple months ago. And I tell see, you, see, you didn't even watch it back then in 1978 when it came out. I just like seeing Roy Scheider again. Like, that character. The movie itself, there was like, nothing really even happened. But I like no, to see no, that what, character and the funny in action. Thing is, and, you, and, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure why it probably appealed to your nature, too. Because, honestly, it was a slasher flick without the slashing. It was a shock in place of Michael Myers. Yeah. It was a shock in place of... Jason Voorhees. It was the shark in place of uh, enter anybody with a fucking with a sledgehammer, an axe, a fucking um, you know, a fucking chainsaw, whatever. And it's Insert also a man book. versus beast story. Well, that's the thing. But, but aren't they all man versus beast? They're always no. Some, it's, you know, it's it's always the fucking cop or the psychiatrist. Well, it's usually human, like a girl human against the beast. It's usually a final girl running around. Everyone's dead except for that one right, last girl. Right, well, and, and they're always and always the white bitches are tripping in the movie. They're always falling down as soon as they're about to get killed. Yeah, how come no one could just run straight without looking back? If you look back once, there, like, you're like, going down. I'm scared shit. I'm out of here. I fucking ran track in high school. This motherfucker ain't touching me. And why everyone breaks? Everyone's twists their ankles so easy. Oh well, because that's the, <laughs> they got to ramp up the old, you know. <laughs> You got the suspense, my brother. It's all about the suspense. So what else is up there for you? Exorcist is up there for you. What else Exorcist you got? Exorcist was, was the prime, prime, primordial. Ooze? Fucking, yeah, I, that was the most scary. But now, granted, I've watched other shit like in my my lifetime. Uh, you know, um, I've seen The Conjuring. This, not, to, not to use that as examples, but uh, the... Um, the Eli Roth ones he did with the with the possessions and I watched other possession movies, but nothing quite um, captured that eerie the that o- eerie yeah. had that, that overall William, William Blatty and William Friedkin did for you know for the Exorcist and and not to mention the fact I mean even still I'm you know I'm a 44 year old man I still won't watch that shit I'll turn it off. There's one, um, there's an Exorcist movie, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. I saw that too. It just, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have that, like, like, you felt like you were actually there in the room with yeah. these motherfuckers when it but, was going down. But this oh, you one felt here, like you were living with the family when that shit was happening. But this one here, it straddles the line between, is she possessed or is she schizophrenic? Like, it we has that cool that's, thing. Like I, like, I, like I said before, the Catholic Church will never administer an exorcism quote unquote unless everything adds up to demonic possession they're gonna always you know you got laws you got things that are always gonna you know it, it's is the person crazy are the um, you know are they insane are they off their medicine you know what i mean like but let me tell you something i don't care if you're off your meds you're off your zoloft you levitate three feet in the fucking air and chris angel ain't there is a fucking problem bro <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're over there and you're fucking flying around the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Something's up. Uh, something is definitely something ain't right. And and, and 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 nobody's saying cut at the end of the fucking scene is a problem. Got a hold of that good shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, or if not, if that's really what's up, give me a hit of that shit. I ain't done drugs in years. I'd rather take that shit to fucking. <laughs> so I can, I, I, I can say I can rationalize what the fuck I just saw. So what you got going on, man? What's what's uh, down coming down the pike, or what you working on anything? And you want to uh, promote anything, or well, of course on? I want to promote the Brooklyn Murder Club, man. Of course, of course. well, Jerry X, Alcatraz Ed. Also, too, I just I was hitting him up. He's actually on the line with Alcatraz Ed tonight. They're skyping to go through beats to find out what's next. We got to do. I got to lay down another verse uh, for the second song. Uh, I was with Scotty Edge. We had a sick 
fucking Halloween party, which, which we always do for the past two years now. We go up to Pennsylvania to the Dimmick Inn. Everybody out there, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, go to the Dimmick Inn, the Jorgensons at the Dimmick Inn. They have the best beer, wine, sangria, food, world-class chefs, seafood, steaks. They got rooms, and the place is haunted, too. You can go check it out. You know, it nice. got you all. It's got everything. It's got ghosts, ghouls. The Jorgensons themselves, they're a bunch of ghouls. Tell them I sent you. They'll slap you around if you want. And this, you know, we ha we have a good time, and we always have a party up there. They have the party for the uh, Halloween costume party. Uh, this uh, year, Scotty Edge, his girl, and my girl, we went as the cast of Laverne and Shirley. Yo, Paulie, let me let me, let me just let me jump in real quick. I was at, I was um at work. This was a day before I even saw the picture you posted of of the costumes. Mm-hmm. I walked into the station and some dude was like, "Hello." <laughs> I was like, "Yo!" I was like, "Who the fuck was that?" Man. And then I saw the picture. I was like, "Holy shit, that's fucking weird." Yeah, we went off. We did it up big. Uh, we got all in character, in costume, to the letter. You know, Lenny and uh, last last year we did uh, the Odd Couple. We did Oscar and. Uh, Felix with the Pigeon Sisters, uh, our ladies with the Pigeon Sisters, mm-hmm. and we're actually working on our costume now for next year. But we're gonna keep that under wraps. Mm. <laughs> and uh, you know, so um, but anyway, we had a great Halloween. It was friggin' awesome, as as we always do. It's my birthday month, my wife's birthday month. Nice. Uh, we have lots of fun. It's incredible. And um, going back to um. The horror movies, I was getting myself completely, like, every day after work or b- before work or during work, whatever, I had to look at some sort of, I was going on YouTube and checking out all these little nooks and crannies of, I'm really into the Universal Monsters. What's your, what's your, what's your take on the original monsters from the Universal Studios? I never, um, that's like my father's stuff. I never got into it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I just, I, I caught some of the Bela Lugosi Dracula and I was really enjoying it. I mean, I wasn't sitting down watching it. It was just on when I was hanging out with the kids, but yeah. I, I felt myself really drawn to it, but that's the only one that I've seen any of. No, I, 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 I love all that shit because, uh, Hey, I'm a stickler for, I love any and all old school shit, thirties, forties, fifties, any, and this is like, you know, this is like the building blocks. Most people out there, like, oh, it's the horror, this and that. Like, like, like you guys were talking about, like, um, you know, slasher films and this and that. Like, mm. there's all certain, um, I think, rungs. I call it rungs. Like, some people are into, like, the crazy, weird shit. Some people are into, like, the straight up and down gore shit, you know. Then there's some people into, like, you don't know what to call it. It's like... Uh, you know, it's kind of kind of occult, but not really, or connotations of the occult, right. but not really. Then there's like the straight up beast type stuff, like an actual monster, whether it be a shark, a, a bear. wolf, a bear, right, whatever. You know what I mean? Like something that we, you know, you could put in that box, you know. And then there's just like stuff that's just, you know, a hodgepodge of it all. I think the original. The original Universal Monsters kind of touched and, and set the building blocks. You had the Mummy, you had the Wolfman, you had Frankenstein Monster, Dracula, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, which was on the cerebral level, which was like, you know, this is a case study in, in human psychology you, you know could probably I mean? throw the phantom of the opera in there right uh you could also throw the phantom of the opera you could also throw the invisible man in there science always played a uh, a role in a lot of these early horror that's you know? started it all man that shit and some of that german horror shit like nosferatu and right the, the well, cabinet nosferatu. of dr caligari right 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 the, the cask of uh, uh the right the cabinet of dr caligari that but also too that was also at the time you gotta remember the early 30s like uh, there was no internet, so they heard word of mouth. 
it was I would more more than likely say that the big studios heard word of mouth what the real deal like German photographer uh, you know movie makers were doing the Eastern European movie makers were doing and then they just kind of like Americanized it yeah you know what I mean and they knew they had the they had more money they knew they had you know they had America to to blast it out to so they would definitely outshine you know what I mean like uh Werner Herzog. Yeah, unquote, yeah, yeah. If he did a fucking fifteen-second art piece on, you know, some guy that was sucking somebody's blood, mm. you know what I mean? So I think you know it's funny you brought up his name. He did a Nosferatu movie. Did he? I, I, yeah, I see, that's I, funny. I'm sure. I, I didn't do my research on that, but Werner Herzog. I mean, you know, he's done some crazy, surreal type abstract. Uh, he's touched in the. Um, the, the, he's touching the horror realm. You know what I mean? So I believe it was him. Yeah, he did like the you know like the original Silent Nosferatu, not that one, but he did like a fucking a, a, a one from '79. Let me see. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look it up right now. Klaus Kinski. Klaus Kinski was Bruno oh, Gans, yeah. Isabella Ajani. Oh, this is a lot. I know. Oh yeah, Werner oh, Herzog. Sure. Yep. See Nosferatu the Vampire. It's called. See. Pretty cool. See? See, now with that, now with that, I mean, which I love, I love all that, and don't get me wrong, I love, you know, we were too, like uh, when you and Jimmy Blast Furnace, Jimmy Farrar, when you guys were talking about horror movies, there was a few stuff that I was yelling and screaming at, at the, uh, uh, at my my phone about uh, Blood Beach, which is a classic. I've never seen that. I've probably seen the ho- I've probably seen the cover though. I, I, it's I, horrible, absolutely horrible. It's kind of like Tremors. Was it Tremors? The one where they had those ultimate snake worms? Yeah. Sand. Yep. Tremors. It was kind of like a precursor to Tremors. It's just you didn't see what it was. But if you were hanging out, if you if you were a teenager in the early '80s and you were on the beach and you didn't go in the water, they'll get you on the sand. Blood Beach Gick. Oh, oh, I got you. Yep. <laughs> Blood Beach. Get that. Check that out. The other ones, of course, the Driller Killer. That's uh, That's you know who you know who did that, right? That, that was uh, Abel Ferraro. Yeah, right? man. The fucking man, bro. Yeah. Co- quick, Abel Ferraro story. Good friend of mine. I grew up with in my neighborhood, like uh, two two blocks away, was in one of his movies called China Girl. You remember China Girl? No, doesn't ring a bell. My Richie Panabianco. Look it up now after I've said it. He was in that movie. I remember talking to him, being like, "Oh man, I can't believe this." Unit. And this is when I was like, you know, going on auditions and shit, and I was trying to get into movies. And I was like, "Yo, he did it! Like he he made it, made this movie. He was in this movie." And this is before I know who Abel Ferrara even was. And then going forward, years after it, talking to him I was like, "Yo, what was that?" He's like, "Yo." This dude, Abel Ferrara, is like one of the craziest dudes. Now, doing my research now, you know, fucking 25, 30 years later, yeah. you know, he's like obviously a, a heroin addict and, you know, yeah. he he was getting financing for movies that he never even spent $1 on movies. <laughs> Typical crackhead shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm like, yo, listen, I got you. I'll put you in the movie, this and that. And then, you know, he's like, he's just, yeah, let me get that. I'm out of here. He's like, yo. Called you two weeks and you don't answer the phone. Mm. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? So just you know, and and then of course seeing what happened, that was like one of like his worst movies, like that he's done. I mean, he's granted he's got a bunch of classics. Yeah, about but this one didn't happen to fare as well. Yeah, <laughs> I should should I say. Well, you know, uh, listen, everyone's got their fucking hits and everyone's got hey, their listen, misses. Exactly. Listen, you never, I remember when I used to play St. Ephraim's baseball, the coach said, you're not going to hit all home runs, bro. Yeah. And, and, you know, you take what you can get, try to get on base, be smart, and use your head. But he's got a couple good ones, man. Miss 45. Oh, you ever seen Miss 45? Funeral. King of New uh, York. King of New York, a classic of classic. The classic of Napoli, I believe. Bad Lieutenant. His- the Bad Lieutenant, which was great. I saw that in the movies at the Angelica Theater. And uh, uh, he came out with a movie recently but with Willem Dafoe about the end of the world, but I didn't see it. Yeah, that was another one, too, that like kind of fell by the wayside. Mm. I think everybody kind of figured it out. Like, like yo, this guy, uh, I need to get like a return on my money, so like I'll lend you the money, but you have to pay it back to me like 
in two hours that I didn't lend it to you. Yeah. Fucking thing, you know. Um, so there was that with him, but uh, it's just you know these days you know anybody could be a filmmaker you know what I mean all you gotta do is just you know grab your iPhone get the editing app yeah but here's here's the thing though like you need to come not everyone can make a movie but not anyone can come up with this tagline just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water you can't get to it Blood Beach that's Blood Beach boom (laughs) boom boom and that's what I wanna that's one of the statements I wanna make seeing as we're on the topic of movies and before we get out of here, we got a couple of more minutes to go. I would like to bring up a topic that's never been done on the Gungo podcast show. Cool. The top, we can go top 30, top 50, top 20, top 15, top 10, top 5. Top assholes in movies. Oh, shit. That's a fucking good one, man. You know what I mean? I would like to go with one just – and you know what I mean? Here's another thing I have to say with the top anything in movies, top anything in music, top anything in anything we like, top, 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 quote, unquote. There is no top five, top ten. I mean there's so much good shit that like you can't necessarily ever put a, a number on it. You can never put – you know what I mean? Like – yeah. All you could do is state the obvious. I tell you who just popped in my head. When you said that, I didn't even think of it. I haven't. Shoot. I haven't seen this movie in like ten years. Do um, you remember De Niro from Mean Streets? Yes. He was a bit of an asshole, wasn't he? In always, mean Streets. Always getting his friends in trouble. He was Johnny Boy. Yeah, he was a jerk off. Harvey Keitel was always protecting him. Top jerk off in the movies. And Fucking also, Boy. have you ever seen Laws of Gravity? I love that movie. That was a Nick Gomez film. How about that one guy? That was the guy who, he was in The Sopranos too. He was an FBI agent. Oh, really? His name is Adam, Adam something. He was an asshole. He he was, uh, he was the guy, um, he was my man, Peter Green's friend. Yes, and Peter Green had to keep fucking sticking up for him and protecting him. He got to keep constantly cleaning up his messes. Those are the two guys that just popped in my head. Adam something his name is, I forgot. I forgot his name. Adam, and he, and he was actually on The Sopranos. He was one of the, because, um, you know, we were both big Sopranos fans. He was an FBI agent in The and Sopranos. You know Adam, who, some, Adam Carolla. You uh, know who else was in The Adam Sopranos Tom. from Laws of Gravity? Father Intentola. The yes. fucking freeloader. Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Schul, who is actually married to Carmela in real life. Oh, is that right? That's correct. Adam Tresse? Adam Treese, yes. Treese. He was the, he was a jerk-off, but Paul Schulz was... Uh, Father Intentola. Father Intentola, and he was the gun runner. He was the one. He was like the, the loose cannon. Like, it, like he, had, he had to go in between uh, Adam Treese and Paul Schulz. Like, yo, I got to keep constantly trying to wrangle these guys down from the tree. They're fucking going to they're gonna kill us. What a great movie, huh? That was a great movie. Nick Gomez, bro. And also, Nick Gomez, speaking of Sopranos, he directed a couple of uh, episodes of Sopranos. Yeah, he did. Um, I remember he did. Nick Gomez Lord... also did uh, New Jersey Drive. That was the only two movies I heard of him. Is is Lords of Gravity. Then he did New Jersey Drive. Then he kind of disappeared. Yeah, well, you know, this this business is, uh, you know, like they say, they eat you up and they spit you out. But now he's, he, does, he does a lot of TV, though. He did Supergirl, which oh, is a brand working, new show. Bro. Of course, they're working, dude. You kidding me? Like, well, what, what they get paid to do one of those things, like, we got to work two years for. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, <laughs> okay, he did he did a Daredevil episode. He did fucking sure, Law and Order. Yeah, nah, he's he's good, working. He's I would love to. Hey, Nick Gomez, you're out there, bro. Listen, I'll come read for you anytime, bro. You don't got to go through any managers, too, bro. You speak to me directly. Call my cell phone. It's 555-881-U812. There you go, Nick Gomez. <laughs> the word is out there. Right. <laughs> just to put it out there, bro. Also, too, I got a fucking top, uh, top, let's just call it, instead of top five, top ten, top movie jerk-offs, top movie assholes, the Warden Norton from the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. What a Played fucking by scumbag. Bob and every movie he's in, he's always playing a jerk off too. You notice that? That you talking about the guy with the glasses? He's yeah, got the warden. Fucking... The warden in the Shawshank Redemption. He, he does his taxes. Who, he, yeah, the one who we, he had him do the taxes yep. for. Yeah, he was the one. He he was like a big Bible bump, Bible thumper. Yeah. But he was like a real scumbag to begin with. The actor's name was Bob Gunton. 
Look yeah, him up. I'm looking at him right now. He's yeah, he's always a dick. And of course, Biff Tannen, who was played by Thomas F. Wilson. Yeah, the thing with Biff is he never even like meant well. He never even have he didn't have any well, he redeeming. Was an outright like he was an outright heel from the hop. Like he was just yeah. like, shut off. He didn't have any redemption at all. He had no redeeming social qualities whatsoever. <laughs> social value. <laughs> keep drinking. Keep drinking. <laughs> he didn't have any of that. Mad Dog Tannen, he could suck a ball sack. Yeah, he's he's one of the all-time great fucking assholes. <laughs> he's one of the all-time greatest assholes. <laughs> he tried assholes. to rape Marty and Marty's mom in the parking lot. Right. You know, right there off the bat, I wanted to fucking throw my Coca-Cola right through the screen. I got another one I just thought of. Uh, uh, Upham from Saving Private Ryan. Well, see, I didn't see Saving Private. I still haven't watched it yet. I got to watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you then, but... Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, I'll, I'll counter that with something I did see. Hans Gruber. Yeah, he, he's he's just a bad guy. He's just a straight up villain. He's just a he's bad a guy. Villain. But he played a jerk off. Like you believe see and half of these reasons why these guys play the best jerk offs on screen is because half of it tells me they're not really acting. I tell you who's a real jerk off. Like, they're really jerk offs. Yo, the character Hans wait, Hans Gruber's imitation of America of an American in Die Hard was a jerk off. <laughs> right. Played by <laughs> Alan Rickman. Yeah. His version of Americans, Hans Gruber's Version of Americans, that guy was, was a jerk off. It was definitely something that was a spit in our eye. All yeah. of our eyes. Yeah. Also, too, now we're speaking of real jerk offs on screen. Now let's go to the smaller screen. Not for nothing, with big Sopranos fans. Vincent Curatola, who played Johnny Sack. He was a jerk off and a half, no? Oh, what a great character, though. The way he used to just go from fucking zero to ten in two seconds. But that's the thing. Like, he made you, like, kind of like him, and then all of a sudden he does some bullshit and makes you hate him. Yeah. Like, that. Like, wow, you're a real scumbag. Like, half of me thinks, like, you're not acting right now. Like, they, they just said you just be yourself. Like, this is why we hi- hired you to play this, because you're a jerk off. Yeah, but you know what about that? They're all assholes. Everybody in that <laughs> show was an asshole. Well, just, of course. Just look at fucking Paulie Walnuts, right? We love Paulie Walnuts, right? Of course, but he's... Fucking guy, at... He fucking guy robbed his friend's nursing home <laughs> and then killed her. Uh, oh, Nucci. What, uh, what's her name? No, uh, he killed her. Uh, what's her face? The one... Yeah, and yeah, he stole her money. <laughs> well, that's why because because his shy was his shy wasn't running right because of Chrissy. Chrissy was fucking up his thing. He had to go rob her to begin with. That's when Chrissy did the uh, they pulled the job. They did they robbed the jewel concert. Yeah, and you think you know you know Tony Soprano. You you kind of like he's the main guy. He's so cool, you know. But you look, and the only time he's ever happy is when he's fucking cheating on his wife or killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You okay, never money. see him okay, smile unless he's killing somebody. Right, accounting money, and it goes in his favor. Yeah, well, that everyone on that show was an asshole. Or <laughs> right. else, well, let's go with uh, Snatch, Bricktop. He was a jerk off and a half. So, you love yeah. it. He was a lovable jerk off, but he's like he yeah. fucking. It's like when, when he I, was a ruthless prick. When I throw a dog a bone, I don't want to know if it tastes like shit or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a true statement, bro. That's a, that's a, that's a true right. statement. If when I throw a dog a bone, I don't want to know if it tastes good or not. <laughs> That's a great oh, he's, got, he's got an actual. I, I can't think of him right now, but he's got a, he's got a lot of good fucking one-liners. How about fucking um? Would you like would you would you like sugar in your coffee? I'm sweet enough. I'm sweet enough, Turkish. <laughs> well, well, let's go. Let's go with another lovable asshole on film. Fucking uh, drill sergeant Hartman, Full Metal Jacket, Gunny Sergeant yeah. Hartman. Oof. Boy, was I scared of him when by, I was a kid. Played by R. Lee Ermey. I'm never. I was like, yeah, I'm never going to the fucking Marines. When I was a kid, I saw that. What did he say? He called the. Uh, yeah, how tall are you? Five nine. Five nine. Holy shit! I didn't know they they stack shit that high. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> it's known for steers and queers. You suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna look like the type of kid that, that won't even give a guy a fucking comma reach around. He's fucking him in the ass. Yeah, he, wow, he was a real asshole. He was a volatile scumbag, it's, but he had the wit and pure hate. He don't care about skin color yeah. because they were all maggots. Exactly. He showed no mercy. He didn't give a fuck, and he kept up to the punishment. He did The best is what he did to fucking D'Onofrio when he caught him eating the fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking He had a donut <laughs> in his footlocker. <laughs> that boy, that boy. That's a real scumbag right there. No wonder why he went bananas and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this fat body? 
<laughs> He's fucking holding up oh, the donut with his pile, two right? fingers. Oh, private pile? He was private pile, right? Gomer pile, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a, a cinematic asshole from Die Hard. Alright? He right. uh, 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 um, His name is escaping me. Um, Not Jules. The guy who sold him out. Remember him? Uh, which one? The guy who fucking Han, one? Hans Bubby. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a real like Hans was just a villain. Jules or whatever the fuck his name was was a real he was, asshole. He was up there. He was up there with that. I forget his fucking name. I, I I don't have. You gotta Google that and find out who exactly that motherfucker is. He's like. He's like fucking John. Oh, I'm your white let's, knight. We're gonna that. Let's go with every Steven Seagal film. Steven Seagal, who played the hero, but he was really a jerk off. Who fucking fucking Casey Ryback? <laughs> <laughs> and right up there with uh, an honorable mention, Shooter McGavin. Anything that guy was in, he's, he's always played the biggest dick. He's always, you know what? He's always Shooter McGavin. That's the first thing. <laughs> exactly. Anytime you see him, he's Shooter McGavin. Sometimes I have nightmares. He's Shooter McGavin with the Gene Simmons mask on. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ellis. Ellis was his name. Ellis. He was, but he was an asshole in every, fu- he was, he was actually too, and again, going back to the Sopranos, he was in the Sopranos as well. He was uh, one of Chrissy's sponsors. At oh, that guy? That was him? That Shooter McGavin, yeah. I forget his real name. Scott something his name is. Yeah, he's oh, just got that, he's yeah. just got that dicky look to him. He always plays the biggest jerk off, no matter what. Uh, I think that's like a prerequisite. They said like, yo, I need an asshole in this film. Oh, get this guy. Get well, Shooter McGavin. Get, get Shooter McGavin. What's his name? He's over here. This fucking guy. Stu Shepard. What's his name? Stu Newton. <laughs> Stu Newton. <laughs> Christopher He's McDonald. Is that his name? Christopher McDonald, right? Wait a minute. What'd you call him? Stu Newton? Stu Newton. <laughs> hey. It's, it's him. Stu Newton on the set? Stude Newton, Stude Nugent, he's on the set. He's a big checkoff. Don't go in his trailer. He's probably doing cocaine and drinking Johnny Walker. Like a real asshole. Like a real asshole. Yelling. He's yelling. He's accusing Chestnut to being lazy again. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. This guy. What is that from? Is that <laughs> a thing? In the summer, we made meat helmets. Oh yeah, of course. Yep, Doctor Evil. <laughs> I was Dr. like, I know that sounds fucking familiar. But he was actually, it was actually Dr. Evil was talking about his father. Yeah, he was like, we, we <laughs> he would, what did he say? They would beat us in when the, we were insulin in the, or some shit? In the, <laughs> uh, in the summer, we would make meat helmets. When we, when we were insulin, when we were insulin, they would show us in burlap, they would beat us in burlap sacks, right? <laughs> when we were vacationing in Rangoon. <laughs> Summer's shit. in Rangoon. <laughs> some shit like that. Summer's in Rango. You know how fucking hot... I mean, summer's hot enough. You gotta go to... Fu- that's like... That's like summering in a fucking pizza oven. Isn't that it's like Vietnam or some shit? Rangoon is... Crab Rangoon. The- Damn, I'm hungry. Something like that. Let me get some crab I mean, Rangoon. <laughs> Rangoon. Oh, well, crab's Rangoon. They got it on the... Uh, the, the, Chinese, the, the They got the, the Chinese food. It's cr- fucking crab meat and cream cheese. It's fucking crab delicious. Rangoon. And it's actually not even real crab meat. You nah, know, it's, it's that not. fucking fake shit that they sell. Yeah, I, I know this Chinese dude who told me all about it. He fucking turned me on. I was like, what? What do you mean it's not crab meat? <laughs> oh, well, before we we end with that, Jeremy Piven gets another nod as one of the biggest jerk-offs ever to grace the screen. Yeah, he's he's just he's another one of those guys that he just... And he's just, another guy. Like, he's not acting. He's just a yeah. jerk-off. He's just and who Will, the fuck he is. Oh, William Atherton. Yes. That's his name. The other jerk-off. He's another jerk-off from Die Hard and, and he, Ghostbusters. And he was in Ghostbusters, too. He was the EPA guy. And let's not forget Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason was Clarence Beaks in fucking... Uh, what do you call it? For, uh, Trading Places. Trading Places. And he was the teacher in Breakfast Club. That's right. He's always a he's a classic on screen jerk off. Great, he did a he did a great job as being an on screen asshole. Honorable mention William Zabka. Of course, he was in um, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, exactly. Blonde Sweep guy. the leg. Mark Metcalf. Who's, Animal House. Who's uh, Mark Metcalf? He was in Animal House. He was the fucking jerk off Douglas C. Niedermeyer, uh, <laughs> the biggest scumbag of them all. 
I think anyone with the name Niedermeyer is automatically a fucking jerk off. Yeah, you, you, you name Niedermeyer, you're definitely dicked off, without a doubt. Yeah, James they, Spader, James Spader's up there too. Now, what has he done that that he's a, 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 a well asshole in all tree? in all the eighties movies? He uh, was the rich guy, jerk off, best friend. Like, what okay. are you doing with her, guy? Like, come on, my dad. You don't know who my dad is. Oh, he's that guy. He was that guy. Yeah, that guy stinks. He's definitely that guy. Yeah, he blows. Nobody likes that guy. Nah, that hey, was in real life and 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 in the celluloid. That was that's a great thing, man. I never even really thought about that. I'm gonna have to sit and fucking think about this and really. Well, we're ha- gonna have to, next time I come on, we're gonna have to do. I have to really do do my homework. And I figured I would just throw this one out there now. We'll touch the but. And I hope everybody out there that's listening too, uh, shoot Mike, uh, shoot me. I'm on Instagram. Shoot Mike on Facebook. Give us your fucking top, top. We're gonna we're not gonna say top ten or anything. Just give us your top or maybe, three jerk off. Or you, maybe even your favorite. It could jerk-offs. be women too. It could be women too. Oh yeah, how about fucking Creep Show? The whole, the whole the whole case of Mean Girls. Dude, Adrian dude, Barbeau. How exactly. how Holbrook's wife from Creep Show? Adrian Barbeau. What a cunt! That's her name, and she was also the cunt in, uh, um, Back to School. Oh yeah. She was she was she was Thornton Mellon's wife that he was divorcing. Yeah, she's a, she plays. She's got that face. She always played the floozy. She always played the guy, the, the guy's trophy wife that she was blowing the the, the valley parker. She's got that cunty face, but that but those giant motherly bosoms. Yeah, but that was also too 1982, 1986. Mm. That was the, the the fucking the statute of limitations has withered up on those. <laughs> they withered up. I'll tell you that. Dry it up. Speaking of Creep Show, before we get out of here, what a great movie! Creep Show one and two, my all-time favorites. I love, even though it's like a, it's like a comedy, but I love okay. it. It is, it is, it is, but also too, like I told you, the the, the uh, um, Exorcist completely fucking, I was scared shit. That shit really like hit a nerve. But then there are so many great horror, quote unquote, horror flicks that are actually funny and that i think kind of helped me as a kid like embrace it you know what i'm saying like mm. because it wasn't just like some you know like the last house on the left looked like somebody's fucking uh like someone feature. shot it right like they like it was the act it was like an actual snuff film yeah you know what i mean like saying like, that was like a little too like whoa you know i'm not ready for this man i'm i'm not even in fucking seventh grade yet yeah, that shit is serious. <laughs> but something like Creep Show One, Creep Show Two is like that's like the, the laughs helped you like ah oh, come on it's you know it's not that bad I mean this is you know yeah it's up. like when fucking when um We're not really gonna drag you into the basement after this and fucking chop off your toes one when, by one when Leslie Nielsen has a, a Sam Malone buried up to his neck in the sand and there's like a crab next to him right and Leslie Nielsen's like his toes. he's like. Found a friend, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe they call that now black comedy. Eh, whatever they call it, it's just funny. It was funny. It was uh, it, it was, was scary exactly. too. I, Creep show scared was, me when I was a kid too. It was like Tales from the Dark Side, bro. I tuned into that shit every weekend, bro. When it was in, when before it was in syndication, I would tune in. George A. Romero's Tales from the Dark Side. You remember that? Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't. I only remember the movie. I don't remember the show so much. No? Oh, dude. All right, so you're, you're a little bit younger than me, bro. Yeah. It was like something I fucking, like, those of us in my age bracket, like, it was something we couldn't wait to fucking see. It was like, it was like, like happy days, bro. It was like, yo, it's coming on at this time. Yeah. And that's it. And you, this is the newest shit. And then it would be like, if you caught a, a rerun, it was, it was like, ah, oh, I saw this one. Oh, wait, this is a new one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, New ones were, and you knew when. Uh, all right, they, it would always come on like it was like every two weeks. Like you'd get five new ones, and then they play five reruns, and then you would get five more new ones. I think people more my age would say Tales from the Crypt was their thing. That- Tales from the Crypt was was cool too. I, I, I but Tales from the Crypt for me was more like um, they had some that goofy. was the movies, and also too. I remember the comic book. Like there was it wasn't it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a movie or um, a, a sitcom or you know it wasn't a half hour special uh, Tales from the Crypt. 
for me, it was the comic book first. Yeah, and the Crypt Keeper didn't look like the one from the show. It looked like a man. He was he was more like in a suit and shit. He, I mean, he was he was skeletoned out, but like they 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 embellished on him quite a bit once once the popularity in uh, popular culture they but started tweaking him. The Crypt, I mean, Tales from the Crypt comic had like the Crypt Keeper. It had like the witch. There was a couple of them. Yeah, no, there was there was quite a bit. We gotta remember that all came from the comic. Like there was like, it was Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show was like pretty much the same. It was the same premise because it was all like. Remember Creepy? Do you remember Creepy magazine? No, but I know what, you t- what the Tales from the Crypt yeah, and the um was, the Creep was, Show was from from those. Uh, I think they were called. Uh, I forgot the name of the EC Comics. It was. Yeah, it was, it was. Uh, Eerie Comics. Yeah. First it was eerie, then it was creepy. Like it all started from the comic books, and then eventually it 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 evolved into like you know Fangoria and you know all that shit. But that was more towards the movie end of it, you know. Where it was a magazine, it was more like the premiere. Like Fangoria was the premiere of, uh, you know, of movies like going behind the scenes and shit like that. Whereas creepy, uh, eerie, uh, Tales in the Crypt, those are all. You know, those those are all monster move monster movie quote unquote comic books where they would tell you like creepy little short stories, you know, in illustration. Yeah, which was dope. From Tales, the, I'm looking at one of the Tales from the Crypt comic books now, and you and the guys like the characters who I guess they were the hosts of it or like the narrators. Was, right, there would always be narrators and hosts, the, especially, and then things got like. Uh, they got when it went well, on the more, when things when it got more popular, they would have like celebrities and shit. Well, the, with the comic book, you have the Crypt Keeper, the Vault Keeper, and the Old Witch. There, are three faces on on the cover of every book. It's like three chambers that you went down. Like you get one story from uh, the exactly Crypt Keeper, you get a story from the Witch. You get a story from uh, the what was it, the the Mausoleum guy. And I'm looking at one of the covers for Tales from the Crypt, and it has the Crypt Keeper from HBO on the front. I don't know if it's new or that's where they got the idea from. It's a possibility. I don't I'm know exactly. Po- I'm going to post yeah, that's it. That's right. The, the Tales from the Crypt was on HBO. That's right. It was. Um, it was in the vein, same vein of Creepshow. They would tell. They would tell a, uh, a story, and it was the theme was always brought out by the Crypt Keeper. I just remember the Vanity episode. Oh boy. Uh, my favorite was. From Creepshow with with the cockroaches. Anybody wow. that ever grew up in Brooklyn or anywhere in New York City, at some point in your life, you had a bout with those cockroaches. I lived in Texas at the time, and we had a ton of roaches in the house, bro. That's you know, yeah, roaches and no Once there's one, bro, they're all over. You gotta get rid of them, and you gotta get get rid of them right away. Yeah, man. I was fucking. I was working down. People used to think, "Oh, you're dirty. It's dirty." Nah, that's not dirty. It's like when they they infest. They infest. Yeah, they're in there, dude. Downtown is fucking infested. They're huge. I was on Broad Street. You could be in the fucking six million dollar brownstone and be infested with roaches. A fucking roach came up and asked me for change over there. It's fucking (laughs) ridiculous. My roaches used to rob my cigarettes when I used to smoke cigarettes, bro. (laughs) They were drinking my beer and, and taking my cigarettes. Yo, let me um take a quick break. I want to say I want to give some shout-outs before we get out of here. I want to say what's up to a couple people. Uh, Nikki from the UK, uh, Miss Martinez, Erica from Brooklyn, Elle from Colorado, Kayla from Ohio, Tiffany from the Comics After Dark podcast. What's up, girl? I want to live in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> I want. Yo, I say what's up to all these too. Yo, uh, Arlo Tone, Sean Solo, Mark Doubt, uh, Steve from Everything Bagel, Brute and Tin Man, Chucky Brown's Hood TV. Uh, I want to say congratulations to my man Jay. He just had a baby uh, October 30th, so that's pretty awesome. And uh, all my podcasting shows, my friends, I can't name yous all because, you know, there's too many of yous. And, um, you know, thanks to everyone for listening. And I appreciate that. I probably forgot somebody, but I always do anyway. Yeah. That's part of life. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout-out to everybody out there, the Brooklyn Murder Club. Check out New York Hardcore vs. The World, Paulie Nugent, Jerry X, f- produced by Alcatraz Ed. I want to give a shout-out to Bloodstained Lane and MCFU. They got a podcast called Silk Shirts and Fast Hands. Go check that out. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. 
hilariously entertaining. If you're a little fucking millennial fucking jerk job who's scared of his own shadow, do not tune in. I want to shout out yes. everybody that Mike Russo just shout out. I want to <laughs> shout out Aunt Russo. I want to shout out Jimmy Ferrari and the Blast Furnace podcast crew whenever that's coming out. Yeah. I also want to shout out Scotty Edge, the Dead Rabbits, mm. Mr. Caves, Brooklyn Made Inc. Tattoo. I want to shout everybody in Bay Ridge. And I want to tell you all, go fuck yourselves. There you go. Paulie Nugent, thanks for coming back, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Russo. I appreciate you, bro. I love you. This was a good one tonight. I think we got to check in with you once a month like we said we was going to do. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. The, uh, the Uncle Paulie episode. Yeah. All right. Um, You want to pick a song or, or you want to just get out of here? Let's do uh, New York Hardcore versus the World, man. Let's rock that one out. Jerry Sounds X, good. Paulie Nugent, Brooklyn Murder Club, produced by Alcatraz Ed. Take us out with that one because we're going to be pumping that off from here to 2017. Thanks again to Jerry X for doing the show last week. Brooklyn Murder Club, check him out. SoundCloud, iTunes, Music, Pandora, fucking uh, all those music things that I, I don't know. Of. Just Google it, you fucking humps. Found a friend, Harry. Uh-huh. Hey, Laying it down. That's he knew. Brooklyn motherfucker. Nigga, fuck your band, fuck your crew, fuck your scene, motherfucker. You too, motherfucker. It's hardcore versus the world. New York hardcore versus the world. Nigga, fuck your band, fuck your crew. Motherfuck you too, motherfucker. It's hardcore burst the world. New York hardcore burst the world. We all American alpha. Twisty with knots, your bones fracture. My stature, statuettes, you're just plastic divine. I grab the mic and I shine. Today I'll make the cover of the New York Times. I got hit from a couple hundred New York dimes. I made a fuckload of money from my New York crimes. Since back in the day, I spit in New York rhymes. And all you dumb motherfuckers must have lost your mind. I put the X in checks. I'm liking all you motherfuckers less and less. We got the whole room spinning like the exorcist. Stay blunt and stay high, cause it makes me blessed. I'm drunk it. I hop on the track with P Nugget. We got it raining blood and all you crazy niggas Fuck your band, fuck your crew, fuck your scene, motherfucker. You too, motherfucker. It's hardcore versus the world. New York hardcore versus the world. Fuck your band, fuck your crew. Motherfuck you too, motherfucker It's hardcore versus the world New York hardcore versus the world We don't care about you, motherfucker What you been through I'll push you in the door push Cut the shit out of you Make a man out of you Show you what these kicks and these punches will do Bring your peoples and your crew Motherfuck them too New York hardcore versus the world New York hardcore toss your girl Blast knuckles to your face Make you contemplate the human race Jerry X fully new Everything is Marvy dude Point blank like a sniper shoot Get you hyper like a dancing root Lace you up like some Doc Martin boots Where we stopping through Calling all cars, calling all troops You think you nicer than us? What? I'm saying stoops New York hardcore versus the world Jerry X pulling you to fuck your man, Fuck your crew, fuck your scene Motherfuck you too, motherfucker It's hardcore versus the world New York hardcore versus the world Fuck your band, fuck your crew Fuck your scene, motherfuck you too Motherfucker, it's hardcore versus the world New York Hardcore vs. The World! Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Jerry X.